Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again. All things covered, Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Listen, if you're watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and comment. Skull in the chat. If you're listening to us, make sure you give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Tell a friend to tell a friend what we're doing. You will, you will enjoy it. Trust me, trust me. With this episode, just a little tease. We're going to recap a thrilling Christmas Eve win for the Minnesota Vikings. Packers preview that is the next ball game for the Minnesota Vikings and of course bowl game predictions because both of our universities getting ready to play in some big time bowl games Go Stay tired. Pat P no question man there's a lot to tap into you with of course another thrilling entertaining ball game for your Minnesota Vikings finding a way to Snuff out a win. The cardiac bikes is what I call you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. The <laughs> end goal has bikes. been the cardiac bikes. That's what you guys are. The cardiac bikes. The end goal is to win by any means necessary. You guys have been finding ways to do so. But Pat P, before we tap into that re uh, recap, right? I want to talk to you about something that I know is near and dear to you and for <laughs> all your faithful fans, right? You go. Pat P's year this season has been. It's been real good. They said he was old. They said he was washed. All caps, by the way. W-A-S-H, all caps. They said you were washed. They ain't had nothing. You were old in the tooth, had nothing left. But you've been balling, been consistent, haven't seen a lot of action. But the Pro Bowl list came out. You were not on the list. I saw your post-game interview <laughs> with the Giants when someone asked you on the field how you felt. But what was your reaction when you heard you didn't make the Pro Bowl? Um, my initial reaction, I was, I was kind of shocked because, like I, like you said, you know, my stats this year obviously stats up uh, way up against some of my best years, and my initial reaction, I was kind of shocked. But then overall, when I started looking at it, and you know, I guess seeing a bigger picture. You know, at, at this stage, you know, I'm playing for a much bigger bowl. And mm. I don't know the league and the fans. I don't know how they went about voting or whatever. Um, I guess they felt like, you know, I needed to share the wealth. I had to share the wealth, Matt. So, unfortunately, I came up short on my ninth one. You know, um, you know, Lord's willing, give me an opportunity at it again next year. I'm going to give it all, give it my all again next year. Uh, again next year, you know, so, but. Shout out to those guys who did make it, you know, because, you know, uh, Diggs, you know, having a, you know, a decent year, three picks, 13 PBUs, uh, the rookie, uh, Woodley. Tariq Woodland. Yeah, Tariq having a big year, six picks, 14 PBUs, Slay, my guy Slay. Big play plus. Slay. Yeah, he part of that 10-plus game, three picks, 13 PBUs. Alexander, five picks, 13 PBUs. And you got your boy P2 right there, four picks, mm. 14 PBUs. So I'm with I'm you know I'm, I'm up there with the best of them you know but I just want to continue just being where I need to be and helping my team win ball games and like I said be in that much more important bowl at this stage in my career at the end of the season. And when you talk about some of the guys that made it in regards to coverage, according to PFF, you had the best rated rating in regards to coverage, fourth overall. So clearly PFF has been taking notice to what you have been doing. And my thing is this though, Pat P I looked at the alternate list. <laughs> I, I, so I'm like, okay, Pat P didn't make, you know, the starting pro bowl team. Okay. I see who they have, but then I'm like, okay, I know he had to be like a first or second alternate. They didn't even have you. You wasn't even first or second alternate. Now, that right there, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can understand a little bit the names you mentioned, right? Okay, granted, all younger guys playing pretty good football. But like you said, all younger guys, they might want to share the wealth. 
well, Kay, that's cool. It's not cool, but I guess you can kind of <laughs> accept it a little bit, right? I don't want to speak for you, but you kind of yeah, like, you, oh, know. you know, but then you say, okay, position. at least I know I probably make it alternate. They didn't mm. even have you as an alternate. Mm-mm. With your numbers, four interceptions, 14 PBUs, fourth in coverage, according to PFF, one of the best coverage corners the entire season, seeing the least amount of targets, playing the most snaps. How you did not make an alternate is what I want to know, Pat P. Back, your guess is good as mine, my guy. I have no idea. Like I said, let's just hope all pro, the voters get it right. You know, at least, you know, if I don't make first team, I know I'm at least up there for at least second team. Like, I feel like my, the year I'm having this year is better than any of my all pro seasons. Hands down. Number wise, <laughs> so, no question. So, I mean, if, if everybody like to look at numbers, you know, everybody want to die on these numbers. Look at the numbers. The numbers are right there. Man, not even an alternate? Come on, Pro Bowl. And listeners and viewers, make sure you understand in regards to Pro Bowl voting is one-third fans. So fans, you're you're needed. Yep. You definitely, you definitely need to be in involved involved. One-third players and one-third coaches. So I don't know if you haven't been watching what's been going on, but our guy been making big time plays. Had a, another pick against Daniel Jones. And right? what, hey, hey, in what quarter? Fourth quarter. Okay. Yeah, fourth quarter. That's the most Close. important quarter. Closer. Closer. Exactly. So for you to not make the Pro Bowl list is mind boggling. But for you to not make one alternate, that's a whole nother. That's that's a listen, listen. Like, wasn't like, me, man. Was not me. We got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> let, let us know how you feel in our chat, please. <laughs> Watching us on YouTube, chime in. Do we have a legit issue at gripe? With this whole Pro Bowl voting and with our guy not being on the list, not even as an alternate, are we just, are we tripping? Let us know how you feel because I think this is a legit gripe, Pat P. I'm right there with you. And I'm not just saying that because we family. I'm saying that because I'm watching football. Yeah. I'm saying that. And the thing is, we got to keep it real. Like last year, you didn't have a Pro Bowl like year. We wasn't talking about Pro Bowl. We keep it real. You know me, me, Mac. I'm always going to be real if I like it or not. I'm always going to be real. But yeah, yeah, that was unacceptable last year. Yeah. To my standard. You, you said you were going to bounce back and give them what they're looking for this year. No doubt about it. And I, and I told you that right after the season because I knew that, that was not my standard. You did. <laughs> you did. But we got to figure out what's going on. Uh, in regards to Vikings who did make the Pro Bowl, clearly all deserving guys. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Zadarius Smith, Andrew Adapola. All deserving guys, man. How do you feel about hearing your teammates that make the list? Man, well-deserving, man. Because, like, you know, man, anytime you get a, one of those Pro Bowl nods, man, that's big. You know, that's mm-hmm. huge for your career. That's huge for, you know, you getting the respect from your peers, the coaching staff, the fans. You know what I mean? So that go a long way because you you play the game to be recognized as the best at your position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like you said, shout out. Shout out to all my teammates who made it well deserving of uh, of the nominee, uh, you know, for getting nominated for nominated for you know, the NFC Pro Bowl team. But like I told Andrew today, I said I, I think this was his first one, if I'm not mistaken. I said congratulations, but man, I, I don't plan on you. I, I hope you're not planning on planning it. So no question, <laughs> <laughs> no question. In regards to the alternates, there are quite a few guys who made the alternate list. From the Vikings, not named Pat P, of course. We got Dalvin Cook, CJ, Daniil, uh, Kenny, uh, Christian, Darisaw. I'm surprised he didn't. I, I know he missed some time, but I thought he might have made the uh, the actual team. Garrett Bradbury, Harrison Smith. I'm surprised he uh, he didn't make the Pro Bowl list, but he's an alternate. Second after leading fan vote, Chris Boyd and Eric Kendrick. So quite a few of your teammates made the alternate list. Uh, no question, tip of the hat for all those guys. Well-deserving. And some of these guys should have made the actual Pro Bowl team as well. Now let's tap into the Giants recap. Vikings win 27-24. My prediction was 30-20. to Not too far off, but of course, the main goal was to predict a win. Before we tap into that ball game, let's talk about the pregame. I mean, the game fit. 
They game fit. If you guys haven't been following Pat P on social media, make sure you follow our guy. That's a given. If you're rocking with the show, you should be rocking with Pat P throughout everything he does, supporting the gear, supporting his social media content. Pat P, tell us about your pre-game fit. Because you walked in the stadium like you was like, you had something <laughs> on your mind, man. What, what brought that idea in wearing that outfit? And, and, and tell us a little, a little bit about it. Man, shout out to my wife, man. My wife picked that up for me, man. And um, that was one. I had that jacket, man. I had that jacket for about two years now, and I never wore it. And that's the thing mm-hmm. about me. I always buy, like, cool stuff, and I always just wait for the time to pull it out. So yeah. that jacket is about two years old. R.P. Virgil, that's one of Virgil's um, collectible, collectible uh, um, trench coach. Mm-hmm. Or when he uh, collabed with uh, with uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. You remember we should we talked about my Louis, my virtual collection last year. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, actually, I think I showed that jacket last year when I was like, this is this is my um my most prized possession right now. You showed me that in the speaker. What you remember you showed me the speaker? Yeah, the exactly. Speaker. Yeah. So boom. Um, yeah, I had that jacket for that long and never wore it, and it was quite fitting to bring it out on, on Christmas Eve. Um, it was cold as heck outside, so uh-huh. nice wool jacket with multiple colors in it. Had the purple suit on under that joint. Uh, just kept it nice and simple with the shirt. Just nice and white shirt, button all the way up to the top. No tie, cause the jacket was everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just walked into the walked into the stadium with my with, you know with my swag on, man. You know, I be yeah, you know, I, you know, I put it on every once in a while, man. You, you got to, you got to. It's only right. It's only right. You played in the secondary. You can't be in the secondary no swag. Right. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's only a given. One thing I like, of course. I love the, the fit, but I also love seeing my guy when you get into verbal back and forth oh, in man. the ball game. <laughs> what type of back and forth was going on with you and Isaiah Hodges, the wide receiver from the Giants? Early, we saw, we just saw a lot of chatter. And I, I love when I see that because, you know, sometimes, you know, you want to do your business quietly. But I love I love when you bring that South Florida <laughs> out in you. What was going on in that back? Tell us a little bit, a little bit about that back and forth. Man, it was, it was all within the game. You know what I mean? I made a play. I think it was first. First quarter, maybe like the fourth play. The break up on the sideline. Yeah, break up on the sideline, and um, Coach Bryant had started talking trash to me. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was all within the game. It wasn't like no, you know, no yeah. crazy. nothing like, disrespectful. Yeah, we coming at you yeah. today. We coming at you. Yeah, we coming at you yeah. today. I hope you're right. I'm like, yeah, I want you too. You know me, Mac. So now they ain't got me fired up. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm telling you, every time I get fired up, Mac, I make a play. I'm saying I don't know what it is. Every time, I, that's what I, 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 man. Listen, that's what I, I want. I want that. I'm looking for somebody to give me some smoke. <laughs> So boom, he fired me up. So doom, we go through the play. Then Hodges, he make like a, a very contested catch, mm-hmm. like two contested catch. It wasn't like oh, he routed me up like y'all. You know, I was right there. You know, on the on a couple of uh, the two passes that he did catch on me early on before the double move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I just told him I said just stay patient, just stay p- patient, P two. I said it's a four quarter game, and I said if Daniel keep trying me, mark my word, I am gonna get an interception. Cause I'm 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 too close in coverage all game. Yeah. Just besides my coach brought this to my attention. Just besides the double move that they put on me, because mm-hmm. teams know that if you give me just a generic route, nine times out of ten I'm going to be on that generic route. Yeah. So what are they going to do to get you off that route, P two? They got to jump you. Double moves. They got to yeah. get me to stop my feet and go, because they know I'm a student of the game. So you ain't going to just come up and show me no generic route. And they did a great job of setting that up the whole game because. If you go back and watch the game, I watch film. I'm not gonna say what I saw because we might play them again. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I saw this certain formation. I was like, oh, they give me this route every single time. Every single time. So early on in the game, I'm breaking on it. Boom, boom, boom. But that fourth time, I was like, all right, man, he he breaking on this route. So a little bit too clean. <laughs> so they gave me two, they gave me two stutter uh sluggos. The first one. I was on it pretty good. And the second one, it got me because, like I said, I was, if you go back and look at the tape, I was heavy inside. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing for the route that I think that's coming. Then they end up hitting me with the uh, with the slogan. Great move on him. Good no, great, yeah. great pitch and catch. 29 yarder. That's with that's within the game. The next play, I end up coming around the corner. Coach sent me on a blitz. Mm-hmm. We'll try to get you a sack, P2. But no, actually. That that's that that he sent me on a blitz after my PI call because and the reason I got that PI call, Mac. Oh, I was before the play, man. I knew that play was coming. If you go back and watch that play the whole time, I, I'm breaking on the route before the receiver and break on the route. That's why they called me for a PI. 
Because mm-hmm. I knew exactly what what was about to happen the whole entire time. So I ended up getting there a little bit too early. Kudos to him. Next play, let's calm P2 down. What are we going to do? We're going to send him on a cat blitz. Send him on a cat blitz. Send me on a cat <laughs> blitz. I barely missed him. I almost got my fifth sack. Just barely missed him. I almost my last sack came against Daniel Jones mm. in 2020 when my first came back. Got me old strip sack. Guess what I did then, Matt? Close the game. Yep. Fast forward. That back. was in New York. Yeah, in New York, 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, yep. I'm around the edge. Nice dip. Almost got. He stepped up just in time. And I'm upset that the NFL didn't even give me a hurry. They didn't even give me a <laughs> they give you a pressure, a pressure, anything. Who who they think started that, man? No question. Come on, man. Show your boy some love. I need everything. I everything I can get at this point, my my guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but you know, speaking of you know action, Daniel Jones gave you the most action out of any quarterback uh, this year. I think he gave you. You had nine targets. You talked about the P.I. and the, the Hodges touchdown. One thing I talked to you about was a two-point play. Yeah. Yeah, on that two-point play, I was – man, I, I honestly thought, like we talked about on the phone, I honestly thought – because he – the tight end was so open, so I thought he was going to drill it in there. So my mind was hurry up and just mm-hmm. to get into position to just try to go pick the ball up. But then he floated the ball up. He floated. He he gave you a bunny, too. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? Then I'm looking at the ball, and the ball looked like it just kept floating. It, it, it wasn't <laughs> like, the, you know, one is just, just fall in the basket. It was one that just stayed up, that stayed up, that stayed up, and just dropped at the last second. But You um, left your feet a little too early. If you have took one more step. Yeah, yeah. One I, more I, step, I, but you thought it was a laser. Think, uh, it was a floating. Yeah, yeah. Def- but with me, you had this back and forth. And Eric, can you clarify this for us? Right. If Pat would have picked that off, would that have counted as an interception? No. I'm telling you, Mac. Yeah. What do you no, say? I no. told you that. No. Would that have counted as a PBU? No. It would have. It's a free play. It's so a dead it play. So nothing. okay, okay, okay. Because I, I told it. you, I got a pick like that against Antonio Brown, 2000, Madden in Pittsburgh, 15 in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. two point conversion. Actually, I had two picks in that game. The other one got called back because somebody jumped off sides. But anywho. I think they should change the rules on that. I agree. I think they should change but the rules. But at the same time, what would you call it? It's an interception. No. What would you call it for a guy who caught, who caught the two-point conversion? It's a com- com- conversion. Like, 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 so is it, it's not it, a touchdown. It, I, it, that's what a, I'm saying. So that's it, why it's considered a free play. So you can't give nobody nothing because you can't consider they gotta, They got to find a way to make it a stat because it's no. it's a free play, but then it, it's not. Because no, if they convert it, it is, huh? Leave it where it is. No, because we get yeah. a pick on two point. You want that pick, right? I do want that pick, but now you're going to have everybody start going for twos, man. Just leave it where it is. Well, that's an opportunity <laughs> for you to get another pick. Hey, one thing about Giants fans, they were hot about Saquon uh, when he, he gave you a high five on the play you were just referring man, to. What was that about? said about that stuff, man. Man, they First didn't want to see y'all being friendly. They want to see, you know, especially with them losing at that at that time. Yeah, the Giants were losing, if I'm not mistaken. First of all, it was nothing. I was happy to see Saquon back on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my first time seeing him again, you know, him back live in action. And then I got a picture, well, I got a, a video of us after the game, just want how genuinely happy I was for him off the success yeah. he's having, you know, on this season. And what that what that handshake was about, he told me, it's like, man, I should have ran your ass over. <laughs> oh, that's what he hit you with? <laughs> Did I hit him with? I said, and I, that, so that's why we ended up shaking hands. I said, better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, though, Pat? When I see Saquon play, I, I don't think he would. I, it's, it's it's hard for me to believe he would actually say something like that. I know he was saying it in a joking way, but still. Yeah, it wasn't a joking you know, way. It wasn't, yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like. Because you don't really see him as a guy who talks well. just in general. Like in right. a friendly way, you just you really don't see him as a guy that talks in general. But that, that, that's cool. But yeah, Giants fans on Twitter, they were hot at Saquon for high five. Man, they, it was they all were, up, man. All they were up. in their feelings. Hey, Pat P, you talked about the interception. Break down that play, break down the route because you just undercut undercut Hodges and it just was you became the wide receiver. Did, when did you know? Did you have a good idea about what he was running pre-snap alignment or what 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 put put you in position? To make that play, tell us, coach us up. 
I can, I can coach you up, but I can't tell you everything. That okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You said y'all might, it's a good chance y'all might see you them might again. See okay, again. okay, yeah, yeah. So be mindful of what you say. Can't give us yeah, too much Yeah, I got to be very mindful, man. We don't know who we might be watching this show. Yeah. But anyway, what I saw on that particular route, um, like, on that route right there, I understood that the receiver that I was up against, the certain routes that he run in certain in certain formations and certain alignments, mm-hmm. it gave me an idea of what he might run. And then when he gave me the stem that clarified the route, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I already know what time it is. Especially me knowing where my help is, mm-hmm. so that gave me the ability to play aggressive on that particular route because I had high safety and I had a a, um, a curl flat player dropping underneath me. Mm-hmm. behind me as we was going as I was covering the over so as I understood you know the stem and his shoulders and everything you know gave me validation and he was giving me the over route I was like boom trust your trust your eyes trust every trust your intuition everything that you just thought about go get it hey and Pat I- P for our listeners you know that are football fans or players of the game you know what I mean why is the stem of a wide receiver so important and number one define stem in football terminology regarding a wide receiver but tell us why that is so important for you nine times out of ten so you only get you can, you can get two stems especially when you're off well you can get three stems especially with that route i just got on that one mm-hmm. you got a, a stem to where when, when receivers want to run inside breaking routes depending on the splits because now guys have gotten savvy and give you that dig stem and run a run that uh out. Run that seven the out or yeah. seven the seven mm-hmm. stem. But here's the difference: you got to look at the predication on where they are aligned with the numbers. If they are close to the numbers, meaning the top of the numbers, that's when you're gonna get more of this outbreaking routes, more of the sevens, more of the speed outs. But if they have any space between that numbers and the actual receiver, that's when you're gonna get more of the inbreaking routes. Mm-hmm. So therefore, when I talk about the stem. The receivers at the line of scrimmage. If he start within his first two yards, he break in in like uh like in uh almost like a slant and start going up. That's an inside stem. Opposite, if he do, does the same thing, come within those two yards, stem out and head up. That's an outside stem. Mm-hmm. So off the stems, that's giving me an understanding on the possibilities of the routes that I'm going to see. Mm. You guys heard it. For all you young defensive backs, corners that are listening or watching us on YouTube, stems are very, very important when you're playing off technique because that can give you that one extra hint that you need to be in position to make a play. Just like Pat P has been the entire season, but oddly enough, he didn't even make a Pro Bowl alternate. Hey, man, mm-hmm. man, just, yeah, it's, it's, it's you <clears throat> stabbing. I just, I'm just trying to figure that out. I still don't understand that. <laughs> you, you got the pick, fourth quarter. Huge play, game-changing play, like the celebration. <laughs> Take us through the celebration. Because initially, I didn't know what you were trying to set up. You know what I mean? You guys had to really take your time to get everything together. But take us through that celebration. Who thought of it? How did it come about? First of all, did you like it? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I, I love it because everyone had to be involved. It was the so ultimate team from. celebration. Obviously, we know the World Cup just that just uh, that just ended, and we was in the locker room one day, and I can't remember what team was playing. I think it was freak. I can't remember what team was playing. Was it France? It probably was France. But whatever game it was, they went into the penalty kick. Mm-hmm. So everybody was in there going crazy. I mean, just going. It was uh, whoever, whatever team Neymar plays on. Uh, Eric, what team Neymar plays on? And um, yep, there you go. Brazil, so, Brazil, uh, Brazil. So it was uh, playing um, uh, uh, Brazil, and it was Brazil and France, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, they was in the penalty kicks, and everybody was like going nuts. Like it was just the excitement in the locker room was crazy. So I, I'm just sitting back watching. I'm like, man, you know what? Our next celebration going to be the penalty kick. Just seeing how excited the guys are, this, that, and the other. And we were supposed to do it last week, but we didn't get an we didn't get a, a turnover. Uh-huh. We were supposed to do it with BA when he got his first turnover, but he just lost his mind, just went 
haywire. And I went on the sideline. You can ask. <laughs> I get B. We need to get BA on the show. I said, BA, I said, man, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to be the one to sell, had the, uh, the, sell, the gold celebration. I said, you know what? Since I made it up, I'm going to do it. And it's even before I even got my pick. Uh-huh. I kid you not. I said, I'm going to do the celebration. And so I went down the, the sideline, started telling everybody, I said, hey, man, when I get it, when I get interception, when I, when I get this turnover, we're doing the uh, the World Cup celebration. I made sure oh, everybody. So everybody you, you gave everybody, you gave them notice. Yeah, I gave them, I said, we're doing the World Cup celebration. What quarter was that in, Pat P? Huh? What quarter was that when you gave everybody notice on the sideline? Was I that second quarter? Think, I honestly think it was somewhere in the. Because when did Brian make that play? In the second quarter? I think so. So yeah, Were you mic'd up this game? No, I wasn't. So it had to okay. happen in the third quarter. Okay, so you gave everybody notice in the third quarter. Eric, make yep. sure you see if you can try to find that footage, by the way. I'm gonna try, man. I'm gonna try to find that footage. I said, man, when we get when I get this, when I get this pick, we're doing the World Cup celebration. Mm. Cool. <laughs> and we big did time. It. And we did it. Man, that that, that 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 I like I like it. I like it. I can't wait to see what you guys have in store. Uh, for this upcoming game, when that turnover come, you know what you know what you can pull off if you can pull it off, would it be so dope? The Aaron the Aaron Gordon dunk that he just had. Which one? Uh, man, he dunked on. Um, it was Denver. Denver just played. It's gonna be hard to pull off a dunk because we can't yeah. like yeah use yeah them. yeah it'd be yeah. hard. Who did they just play? Denver just played somebody. Aaron Gordon dunked on. Uh, uh the sons yeah 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 landry uh shaman yeah that's who i'm gonna have to look it up oh you didn't see that no i didn't see it man you know mac the celebration is always with what's going on oh pat p he don't he don't know shaman so bad man oh oh my goodness pat oh when we get on, eric send it to me check that one out well you could be like oh and he fell he dunked on him Knocked him down and fell on top of him. Oh man! And it was so bad. Initially, they hit him with a charge, but they reviewed it and said that's an and one. Oh, Eric, send, send it to me, Eric. I will, I will replay it. I will try to do it as best I can. Man, listen, <laughs> man, oh boy, that was a a massive dunk. Hey, Might be the did dunk you do that at Lambeau Field? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, study it. Study the film. See how you can I pull need to off. See it. Send it have, to me, Eric. Have the football in your hand and. <laughs> Send it to me, Eric. I need it. Hey, I need it. Hey, talking about big time players, Greg Joseph. Man, entered the game with four game winning kicks, but 61 yards clearly is a long kick. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what type of confidence did you have in, in Greg as he stepped up to nail to attempt that game winning kick that became a game winning kick for you guys? Man, Matt, to be honest with you, I didn't know how far it was. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the bench. I was like, man, it was like, oh, we're going for the field goal. I was like, all right, bet, bet. Greg's about to make it. Didn't even know how far it was. Yeah, it was 61 yards. I'm literally sitting on the bench. I got my hat on. Uh, there was like, uh, obviously, he went out there. He ended up, you know, um, taking a snap. As he's taking a snap, I get up and start walking towards, because coach was right there in front of me. I started walking to coach. I'm like, yeah, he's going to make this. Not even knowing it was 61 yarders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 61 yarder. You know, so confidence level was there. You know, it had no, it wasn't a, a doubt in my mind that he was going to go out there and put it up uh, through the uprights. You know? He did it so easy. It was it was just casually yeah. done. And we know that Greg has a very strong leg. We know that Greg can make, you know, countless kicks, you know, because we've seen it. You know, so mm-hmm. now, you know, now he's putting it on display for the world to see it, you know? So it's just an incredible, you know, a, 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 a achievement for him. And um, also for him to, to to build that confidence because we're gonna need him in the playoffs. We're gonna no need question. Him. Kicking is important. No Playoff time. Yes. No and, and it's great that his confidence level is steady growing at the right pace and at the right time. Yeah, talking about confidence, this player lacks no confidence. Justin Jefferson now has the single season record for Vikings in receiving yards and has the NFL record within his within his sights as well. 
there's no debate about who the best wide receiver is. You said this during the offseason that you believe he has a legit shot to achieve the triple crown. He might not get it in regards to touchdowns, but in regards to receiving yards, no question. Most receiving yards in a single season in Viking history, Justin Jefferson, 1756. He just surpassed Randy Moss, who had 1632. But get this, the four top receiving seasons in Viking history, they're held by two guys, Randy and Justin Jefferson. Outstanding. So, yeah. hey, Jettas, we're rooting for you. Let's see exactly what you have in store for these next two ball games because there's still a lot at stake, you know, yeah. in regards to your season. Uh, before we transition to a break, man, let's talk about how clutch you have been your team has been in regards to one one possession wins you have a uh you, you just been you set another record on saturday saturday by securing the most one possession wins in nfl history with 11. this was your final home regular season game of the year in which you went seven and one at u.s bank how awesome is that for fans throughout the year and how pumped are you to know you have at least one home playoff game coming man it was uh a year of um, a lot of accomplishments that we set out for ourselves as a team. You know, as Coach Kale alluded to after the the coach game, the first goal we set out for ourselves was winning the North. You know, the second one is obviously winning the NFC, and the third one is the ultimate goal. You know, is uh, uh is to be one of those one of the teams that's being um, standing in Arizona. You know, mm -hmm. so. Um, Everything is 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 coming to full circle and for us to to give our fans a great show each and every time. Besides that one time against Dallas, um, every outing that we uh, uh, we we was able to step out on the field at the U.S. Bank Stadium, it was something that they will remember for the rest of their lives. Because no every, question. Game, <laughs> every game that we played home this year was no question. A, a nail biter. And it it came cardiac, the cardiac bites. <laughs> you know, so. Um, this year was uh, very, very remarkable, and I'm happy that we were going to give them another opportunity to watch us uh, at least, you know, for, um, you know, as of right now, you know, at least for one game. One. Yeah, at the bank, you know, so please show up as you did all year long. Make it loud. Make it tough for the opposing team offense um, and quarterback, and um, you know, hopefully you guys can prepare us to another victory. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You heard it. You heard them, fans. Our very own P2. Make sure you show up and show out, and they're going to do the rest. Uh, it's time to take care of a few bills, but when we come back, let's see what's next for the Minnesota Vikings. Packers preview up next. Stay tuned. Packers preview up next. That is the next ball game. The final two games of the season will be on the road. The Packers, you go to Lambeau Field. Luckily enough, it won't be extremely cold. This past weekend in the NFL, every game that was played up north it was frigid it was it was tough <laughs> you guys had the luxury of being inside but of course pat p you know how cold it has been it's a 425 prime time matchup between the green bay packers green bay they have really been surging in a different direction compared to what we saw in the month of october and heck early november to say the least they're playing some real inspired football uh, how different are each of these teams since you played them how different are the green bay packers compared to what you played in week one from what you're seeing right now, Pat, Pat, Pat Pete? Well, obviously, you know, plan wise, you know, Green Bay had all the the hype and, you know, all the anticipation of, you know, running it back in the North and, you know, Aaron doing what he's supposed to do, you know, throughout the year. <laughs> but, you know, those guys haven't had, he haven't had the guys that he had in previous years that was able to help him do that and you know we we came in as a young you know hungry team that you know felt and thought that it was our time you know and we came in with that with uh the mindset all year you know obviously we understand that Aaron did a lot of great things you know for um you know for uh for, you know for the Green Bay Packers and you know winning division after division but at some point it's time for the big guy to roll over <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and start almost almost like you, like myself, you know, share the wealth. You know what I mean? No question. Um, and, and, and we have just the right nucleus of guys, you know, that band of guys and head coach 
um, that's putting us in position to be successful. You know, so um, the teams right now, obviously the records are not what everybody expected. They probably thought it would be a little a uh, 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 flip flop a little bit. Uh, Green mm-hmm. Bay have our record. We have Green Bay record, but um, that's totally different. Um, you know, but you know, we we understand that these guys are going to come in with a mindset of that they still have everything you know to lose and play for at the same time. You know, so um, we know we're going to get these guys best shot. You know, we yeah. know Aaron is uh, uh you know I, ain't no question that he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's an all-time great. So we know that he, we're going to get his best shot. He know his season is online. You mm-hmm. know, so he has to win both of these games to, you know, to, to secure a spot of uh, in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. So um, we know that we're going to get this team best shot. We know that we got to give this team our best shot to also continue, like I've been talking about since week 11, continue to build in the right direction that's going to help us prevail through certain situations throughout the playoffs because at the end of the day, we are going to have to go on the road and play off in a play in a playoff environment. This is going yeah. to be a playoff environment. Yeah. You know, so why not get ourselves prepared for those moments that we're going to see here in the next couple of weeks, in the next month of uh month of football, you know, especially yeah. if you want to be where we want to be at the end of the season. Does it give you any extra motivation, Pat P knowing you have the chance to end a division rival season and their playoff hopes all in the same time. No, I don't give me any extra motivation because we have our own problems to worry about, you know, Mm -hmm. you just want to win. Yeah, no doubt about it. Our only goal and motivation is to be one and oh at the each and every week, you know, we're going to put together a great game plan going into, uh, going into this green Bay week. And we're going to put, you know, all the marbles on the table because, Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we got uh, the 49ers right behind us. You know, no question. Two, yeah, number two ain't locked up yet. You know, so we we still have to continue to put our best football on film, continue to build confidence within ourselves to know that we can uh, we can achieve anything that cross our paths um, here in the next uh, here in the postseason. Yep, Aaron Rodgers, home playing at home in the month of December and January. He has the best record. Regular season since 1970, minimum of 20, 20 starts in the month of December. January, Pat P. Aaron Rodgers is 27 and four. That's the best record, followed by Brett Favre, 35 and seven. You got Tom Brady, 44 and nine. John Elway, 21 and five. Peyton Manning, 32 and nine. So, December, January, playing in Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers, he's at his best. I think one of the bigger, you know, when you look at the difference in what we're seeing from Aaron Rodgers compared to early on in the year, to where he is now is the chemistry that he has established with his young wide receivers, Dobbs, you know, Watson, Alan Lazard, you know, of course you have the veteran and Randall Cobb. These guys seem to have a togetherness that wasn't really there um, in the beginning of the season. And, and, and their biggest playmaker is Christian Watson, a big, fast guy, you know, guy that can take the top off the coverage. You talk about Randall Cobb, who's a do-it-all type player in the slot. Alan Lazard is a big body presence as well. Dobbs is a pretty good guy. When you look at this young cast of wide receivers, what has been the biggest difference from what you're seeing now compared to early in the year? I would have to agree with you on the fact that Aaron is trusting those young guys now. You know, he's now he's running a little bit more RPO now, which is in the early in the, early in the year he wasn't running that as much because him and Devonte and some of the older guys that he had on his roster previously, they was they was uh, in tune when he was going to pull it, or at least on the same page on when the that RP, uh, RPO play was going to happen. RPO is a run play option for our viewers and listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, so now seeing him implement that a little bit more into uh into the game uh you know watching film seeing them implement that a little bit more into their game plan it's starting to open up the offense more uh uh open up the offense a little bit more for them because now they got the running game you know start to uh pick up a little bit more you mm-hmm. know, doing his thing uh young 28 you know he's running the ball hard young uh big he ain't no a little of bowling ball he's a huge bruising bowling ball so you when you when you get dylan and aaron you know on the same page aaron you know obviously aaron in the in the passing game is a a, a matchup nightmare then you have dylan coming in 
on those downhills run on those on those downhill runs is a great combination for success. And like I said, now that the RPO game is being a little bit married into the game plan, it's allowing him to grow more trust into the receivers because anything after that is pretty much them running routes, timing routes, this, that, and the other. But if he have the ability to trust those guys when it's a run play call, that's mm-hmm. when he's most dangerous. And that's what we've seen in the years previously when Aaron was able to get those, you know, those hidden yardage plays, as we call them, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, because he may be calling a run, but the defense, uh, the, the, the cornerback is seven yards off. He may think he can sneak, you know, six or seven yards. Next thing you know, it turns to, turns into 20 yards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now that he's starting to trust those guys a little bit more, I think, you know, the offense is starting to wake up a little bit better. No doubt, no doubt. And with that being said, it's, it's prediction time. Prediction time. Ah, I've been getting close. Man, if I can hit it dead on dead on the head right now with this one, man. Oh, it's going to be a great year. Prediction time. Number one, Pat P, I know you don't pay attention to betting and things like that. The line nope. came out, depending on where you're shopping, they have the Packers the favorites in this ball game, giving you guys three points or three and a half points, depending on where you're shopping. I don't like that. The odd makers out in Vegas believe you guys are going to lose this ball game because that's what the line usually determines. They pick Green Bay to be the favorites for whatever reason. Who cares? But with me, I predict the final score. And I believe I have more power than the people in Vegas. So with that being said, give me <laughs> Minnesota 29, Green Bay 26. The total will be surpassed in this ballgame. I think the total is set at 47. It's going to be an entertaining game in the mid-30s, clear. It's not even, that's not even cold, cold. Mid-30s? Man, Pat P, you ain't got no sleeves on mid-30s. Nah, I ain't wearing yeah, you got that's man, that's team, man. you ain't in the team. That's mid-30s, man. That's hey, but I tell you what, that thing in them single digits, Mac. You know, I am oh yeah, I know you're gonna sleeve up in them single digits. Oh my god, I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're gonna sleeve up, but that's my prediction. 29-26 Vikings win. Let's go. Now it's time to take a break. When we come back, we gotta tap into around the league. There's a lot to talk about including a guy that Pat P knows extremely well. Stay tuned. We're back. Before we wrap up the show, of course, we got to tap into what's going on around the league. Your draft mate, J.J. Watt, just announced that he will retire after this season. Of course, the Cardinals are not making the playoffs, so he has two games left in his career. No question, he's a lock lock to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, For you, Pat P, you guys got drafted in the same draft. What stands out the most about J.J. Watt's career, 12 NFL season, 10 seasons, 10 with Houston, two with Arizona, three-time defensive player of the year, five-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, 111 and a half career sacks. Uh, three times defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. For him to be able to do that, I don't know what years he won that, but he went on, it was a it was a, a stint to where he was unstoppable, almost how Aaron Donald is on his you know, rampage right now to where he was unblockable. Mm-hmm. He was getting picks. He was getting touchdowns. He was getting tip passes. I mean, one year he led the year in PBUs. Yeah, he had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No so just the fact that he was able to um, win three defensive MVPs um, is remarkable, you know, and to, yeah. to say that he was um, a guy in my draft class, um, it just speaks volume to the guys who, you know, was picked in uh, guys who was drafted uh, with us, you know, to yeah. the, the AJs, to the Cams, to the Bonds, um, to the Cameron Hayward, to uh, Cameron Jordan. I mean, the list goes on. You yeah. know, so. Right now, the 2011 first rounders who's still in the league, you talked about Vaughn, AJ Green, yourself, Julio, Tyron Smith, Blaine Garbert. Oh. Blaine Garbert is still in the league. Yeah, he's a backup oh. with the Buccaneers. Yeah, Robert Quinn, yeah. Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram, Cam Hayward. Uh, camp and retired Richard Sherman is, was in that class as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's, oh, let's Chris, my boy Chris Harris still in the Chris league. Harris is still yeah. in the league, but he wasn't a first rounder. Yeah, well, he wasn't. He wasn't yeah. that, that's just the first rounders. That 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 class, that 2011 just draft class in totality is spectacular. Uh, and let's let's do the game, play a game of what ifs. So I don't want to oh, say man. what ifs. 
But <laughs> who do we believe when their career is over will get that call to go to Canton eventually? I think Vaughn will be on that list. I think Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Green. I, I know Vaughn will be on yeah. that list. This ain't no thing. AJ Green in his prime? Hell. I think he yeah. got a, a legit fighting chance. You're going to be on that list. Julio Jones definitely yeah. going to be on that list. Yep. Tyron Smith playing for the Cowboys. I think he has a chance. Yep. I mean, Robert Quinn, he's never really been a part of prestigious like organizations. Hey, but his numbers. But his numbers <laughs> are ham. Cam Jordan got ham. numbers. Cam Hayward. Ham. Richard Sherman. Ham. <laughs> Freaking, of course, JJ. Jason K, uh, Jason uh, Kelsey. Ham. I forgot about Kelsey. Ham. He was in that class as well. So, yeah. ah. when it's all said and done, that 2011 draft class, not just the first rounders, but the draft class from top to bottom, man, it might be a bona fide 10 Hoffers. Yeah, man. Just off the top of my head, might be almost 10 Hoffers. And that's just, like you said, that's just off the first rounders. And we just sprinkle, sprinkle a couple couple late rounders in there. I'm sure it's going to be a couple more in that, that no we question. just can't think about right now. Yeah, yeah. How, how does it how does it feel for you knowing that some of the guys you were drafted with are start, starting to call it quits? Even though there are quite a few guys that have retired, some are starting to call it, call it quits seeing this from J.J. in regards to your longevity and how much longer you want to continue to play. Man, I know my time coming, Mac. And that's why I just want to continue to enjoy the moment that I'm in right now. I'm in a mm-hmm. very, very comfortable space, very, very good space, head space. You know, the team is having great success. Yeah. And I just want to enjoy this, you know, because it's only I only had this opportunity three times in my career. No Believe question. it or not, I only had a, a bona fide opportunity to be in the playoffs three times out of my 12-year career. Mm. So for me, I just want to continue just enjoying this moment. I'm having a blast with my teammates. I feel rejuvenated. I feel refreshed. So I just want to just, like I said, I just want to continue enjoying this moment, man. So I don't know how much longer you know, I, I, I'm going to play. You know, I don't want to put a, um, a, a time, number on it. Yeah, I don't want to put a time limit on it because I start thinking about it. But right as of right now, I feel amazing. Well, as of right now, you'll play tell us you want to play a little longer. <laughs> exactly. So I can tell you this, I'm playing next year for sure. No question. If, if a team give me an opportunity, I'm playing next year for sure. No question. Hey, you're in the words of Wayne, compensation over conversation. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Hey, real quick nugget on your draft class. I don't know if you knew this, Pat P, but 11 guys from that class of 2011 have made at least six Pro Bowls. Wow. Wow! Has made at least yeah. That's that's crazy. At least six Pro Bowls. So let us know what you think, listeners and viewers. Twenty eleven. When it's all said and done, when all these guys have gotten their opportunity, who we believe are deserving to get into the Hall of Fame, will this be the best draft class ever in NFL history? Who got the most in our draft class? The most Pro Bowls. Yeah. Uh, JJ got five, so I he didn't Vaughn even make. Got. I think Vaughn and Tyron has the most Pro Bowls. Okay. Oh no, me, Vaughn, and Tyron, and Pat all got all eight. You, oh, you got eight. Okay, and you supposed to have nine. You supposed to have nine this year. <laughs> you supposed to have nine. Dang, Tyron Smith got eight Pro Bowls. Hey, <laughs> oh, we up to something, man. Boy, yeah. So, hey, let us know what you think. Listeners and viewers, great candid conversation. This 2011 draft is not that far back. Well, you know, you, you, there's some goat-like classes that are already enshrined in football heaven and Canton in the Hall of Fame. But let us know your thoughts. When this class is when it's all said and done, will this class be the best ever? We got to wait and see. But they continue to add to their legacy and resume. So in due time. Before we go, Pat P, bowl season is upon us. Yep. Florida State has Oklahoma in the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando, the 29th. Both in Florida. Both in Florida. You got in the Citrus Bowl playing against Purdue. Yeah. Give me your, your score prediction for Purdue LSU. Man, I don't even know what the score going to be, but we're going to beat them by 17 points. I know that. Oh, 17. 
Yeah, so whatever you put, read between the line, whatever number you want to throw out there, Matt, we gonna win by seventeen. Go well, time. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you a score for mine. I got Florida State. Hold on. See you. You the one with the numbers, guy. The numbers be rolling in your head. Forty to twenty. Forty to twenty. Maybe we putting up forty points on on, on, on Oklahoma. I like it. 20. You know that play defense anyway. Then I'm gonna transition to the playoff game, the Fiesta Bowl, TCU Ooh. versus Michigan in Arizona. Sponsor, yes, in Arizona. That's a good one. That is, man. Hey, Matt, I don't know who I want to pick in this. I ain't going to lie. Mm. <laughs> Boy, that man. J.J. McCarthy, quarterback for Michigan, been playing some good football. Max yes, Duggan indeed. been playing some good football, too. Yes, indeed. But I'm going to go with Michigan. I'm going to go with Michigan. You going to Michigan? I'm going to go with Michigan. Yep, just because how... How steady the quarterback has been pl- been playing, especially in big moments. That o- that Ohio State game, that was a turning point for me. It was, but that that TCU, they got some. They got they got quite a few guys hey, that's gonna play on. They Sunday. be biting. I get. I, yeah, they they definitely. They, got, be they gonna they gonna play tough to the end. But them damn them dang on Wolverines. Hey, John uh, Harbaugh, <laughs> you got them boys rolling, man. I go 30-27 TCU Horn Frogs. 30-27? Yeah. Hey man, I want to put some um some boss water and sprite on this one. Nah, yeah, I, I, I ain't I wait like a minute. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. I like Michigan. Like, we didn't say we just were putting anything. I like man. Michigan. You like TCU. Man, listen, man. Don't be trying <laughs> to woo for me, man. It's a you bet. Just man. I just said TCU going I did, but I didn't even know we were trying to make this a bet. I thought we were just talking. I mean, no, nah, we ain't just, yeah, we were just talking, but now nah, you ain't you speaking my language. This man you trying said to you like TCU. Man. I like Michigan. Man, I just, I, I want to see TCU win. I don't think they're going to win. But oh, that's a okay. That's Just say that then. Yeah, I, I just pick them 30. But I tell you this much, the Peach Bowl. I know I'm, you ain't taking Ohio State. No, I'm taking Georgia. Oh, okay. I was about to say. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Georgia, <laughs> I'm taking Georgia in that game. But I, I say that let me. Say what? Give me, give me Georgia. 2617. 2617, man. George, hell no. Nah. George about to put up 40 points, bro. I'm gonna let you know. 40? Yeah, 40. 40. You just gonna disrespect Ohio State like that. Yeah. I ain't disrespecting them. They gonna put up 40. Have we not seen that routinely? Stetson Bennett, the mailman is what they call him. Have we not seen that routinely? We have. Exactly. And playing in Georgia? Come on, yeah. man. Mercedes-Benz don't. Come yeah, on, man. Mercedes, the Benz. Well, let's go 40-17. There you go. I like that. That sounds a little better. 40-17. So we got Florida State putting up a 40 burger on Oklahoma. LSU, LSU is going to beat Purdue by 17. <laughs> I think TCU is going to beat Michigan. I don't want to bet anything, but I just, you know. And we got Georgia just doing what they do to Ohio State, basically in the home game for Georgia. Sorry, Ohio State. Hey, great show. Lot to lot to unwind and tap into and and, and and with. Pat P getting ready for the Green Bay Packers. It's a big opportunity for them to continue to hold on to the number two spot while kicking dirt, not kicking dirt, just putting the Packers in the ground and basically ending their season. I hope everyone enjoyed our show. Make sure you follow the show, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Until next time, peace.